Hello and welcome to this episode of the John Henry Weston Show, where I'm very pleased to bring you a stalwart warrior on life, faith, family, and freedom who has been in this fight for decades and decades. Not, of course, to make fun of your age, but we are very pleased to bring you Terry Barber and uh, to talk about uh, the place we're in right now in Catholicism, in the church, in the world. It's just absolutely unbelievable, but you're going to want to stick around. This is going to be fascinating. Let's begin as we always do with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Terry Barber, welcome to the program. John Henry Weston, I am honored to be here, and I'm excited to share the gospel with your listeners, because that's what really matters in life. Amen. Amen. Now, all of LifeSite will know you as the host of the Bishop Strickland Show, but uh, tell us a little bit about your background so that people know where you're coming from. Well, 42 years ago, I started promoting Archbishop Fulton Sheen cassette tapes off a record player album. I wrote to the Propagation of the Faith in 1978, and I was promoting those on different Catholic periodicals, and that started St. Joseph Communications, which then I started uh, St. Joseph Radio. I started this, let's see, Lighthouse Catholic Media, Catholic Resource Center, a variety of different apostolates. And uh, now, 42 years later, I'm involved with Virgin Most Powerful Radio. And uh, I've been sharing um, the gospel for 42 years. We've got millions and millions of cassette tapes and records and uh, CDs out and now downloads. And uh, I'm excited because Bishop Sheen had it right when he said <laughs> that the laity is going to save the church. And John Henry Weston, you're a good example of that at LifeSite News. And we promote you guys every day on our radio stations, which we promote the Catholic faith and life sites, a big part of what we do. So I want to thank you for saying yes, because I know your conversion story and both <laughs> of us have something in common, John Henry, we're both consecrated to our lady. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think many people will remember particularly that one apostolate of yours, the Lighthouse Catholic Media, for seeing all those incredible uh, CDs at the back of the churches, which have, I think, really revolutionized the life of many, many Catholics to make them more faithful uh, in hearing all that amazing, amazing material. So thank you for that. John, can I interrupt you to say Please. any good that I do comes from God, and I thank him for it. But I got to tell you, John Henry Weston, I want to encourage your listeners to fight the good fight, because after 42 years, I've got stories where most people would have given up because of lack of support. But what inspires me right now is 42 years later, seeing the laity standing up and uh, proclaiming the teachings of Christ, even when our leaders, our priests, our bishops, and even the Pope have let us down, we're still fighting the good fight because we know that we serve a God, we serve Jesus Christ, and we know that his bride, the church, is in need of help, and we're standing up to help Holy Mother, the church, with the truth of Christ, the perennial teachings of the church. Amen. Amen. You entered this fight when I was eight years old. Okay. Um, and, and I'm, so, I'm going to be 65 this year. <laughs> it's incredible. But it actually is great because... 
Right now, there is so much consternation among Catholics who want to be faithful. They're looking at a Pope who seems to be saying all the things that they only saw in their nightmares. They they often saw priests or maybe even bishops, you know, back a decade ago or more, who were, you know, saying these weird things and, and not really being pro-life, being very lackluster, if 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 even that, in their support of the pro-life movement, uh, particularly when our kids went through school and were bombarded with the LGBT agenda, they were always silent about it or weak. And now we're getting that seemingly from more and more bishops, from tons of priests, and even sometimes from the Pope himself. So there's a lot of people dejected and down in the dumps and really don't know what to do. But the worst part is some have said, yes. I, I think yes. I've got to throw in the towel. I think I've got yeah. to leave the church or something. Yeah. And that's really what I yes. need you to address. Yes. Well, I appreciate that because, you know, I did write a book called How to Share Your Faith with Anyone. And that's what it's all about is uh, you know, living out the Catholic faith and living in the presence of God. But we want to remember the saints. That's who our models are. I'm sure your listeners are familiar with St. Pope Felix III back in 475. Yeah, right. He said something that, that really deals with us today. He says, not to oppose error is to approve it. Not to defend truth is to suppress it. And indeed, neglect to confound evil men when we can do it is no less a sin than to encourage them. Well, I look to our older brothers and sisters, the saints. And I say, wait a minute, what do you think St. Paul would do right now? What do you think, you know, St. Ignatius of Loyola would do? What do, you, what do you think with Fulton J. Sheen? I call him a saint because I was at his funeral, you know, almost 50 years ago as a young man. But I, I think that all of the saints would have one thing in common. They would not be silent. And that's what we have to do right now is don't Put your head in the sand. Know that we're in a battle. We're at war, spiritual war. Our souls are in danger of losing the salvation, our kids. So what do we do? We put on the spiritual armor of God and we fight like a man. We fight with like Joan of Arc. You know, I think of something, John Henry, that Joan of Arc said that is, is really a, an amazing thing. She said this when she was going to be martyred. She said, one life is all we have and we live it. As we believe in it, we live it. But to sacrifice what you are and to live without belief, that is a fate more terrible than dying. So I thought, wow, what a great statement from Joan of Arc. Here she is telling us, you know what? Don't give up. And she was getting ready to be martyred. So here's my big point to everybody. And this is just encouraging words to say, fight the good fight. Stay close to Jesus in the Eucharist. Stay close to going to confession. Live in the state of grace. Jesse and I have our daily show, the Terry and Jesse show on Virgin Most Powerful. And we end every show and we ask the people, what state should you be living in, Jess? The state of grace, not the state of Arizona or California. So what my point to everybody listening is get fired up about your faith because there's nothing more important than saving your soul. And remember what Bishop Sheen said, unless souls are saved, nothing is saved. There can be no world peace unless there is soul peace. Bishop Sheen says world wars are only projections of the conflicts waged inside the souls of men and women. For nothing happens in the external world that has not happened within a soul. So if souls aren't saved, nothing is saved. That's the focus of our life. Forget about these people trying to scare you with COVID-19. You know what? I tell people, don't take that vaccination. Take the vaccination of Jesus Christ, the holy, precious blood and body of Jesus and the Holy Eucharist. 
And, and that's where we're at right now. We need to have a supernatural outlet rather than this vertical outlet that most people in the church have right now. We've got to center our lives on Jesus Christ and also ask our Blessed Mother and St. Joseph to help to be faithful sons and daughters of the church. Amen. Amen. Now, what if people say to you, wait a minute, this guy founded all these things and met with massive success everywhere he went. No wonder he can say this. He's never been jostled around or thrown out or shoved under the rug or thought of as, you know, worse than the scum of the earth by his own pastor or anything. Tell us about some of what you've experienced. Well, I got to tell you, brother, you just had an article about the at the, the uh, Congress out here in Los Angeles, the Religious Ed Congress, and showing how bad it is. I've been going to that since 1973. I've been thrown out of that Congress several times. I'll just give one fun story. Well, two stories. 1985, I started St. Joseph Radio, and they wouldn't let me have a booth at the conference, so I printed 14,000 bags, plastic bags, for the vendors so that I could get my message out that we have daily Catholic radio back in the mid eighties. And uh, I gave them all to the vendors and they all used the bags because they didn't want to spend the money on buying bags. And so everybody was carrying bags of St. Joseph radio. And I, I was happy because we got our message across the diocese writes me a nasty letter. How dare you do that? And, you know, tell me you're, you're banned from coming to the Congress. Well, get out of here. I'm, I'm not banned. It's a Catholic. I can go, you know, that's free country the last time I looked. So then in 1990, I had just recorded Dr. Scott Hahn's conversion story. And Father Joe Fessio from Ignatius Press let me in his booth because they wouldn't give one to me. And the, the uh, coordinator for the booth saw me and she went nuts on me, John Henry. She started screaming, get out of here. You're not permitted to take a step here. And I was just like, oh, no problem. Keep, keep yelling, lady. I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing because you're out of control. Security comes. And then a charismatic priest from Fresno looks down and sees the situation. This lady screaming at me. So he starts praying over this lady deliverance prayers. Okay. <laughs> and I'm just like, you got to picture this. And so finally, the security people calm her down. And I, I didn't get thrown out because <laughs> she was so out of control. Now, one other time I got thrown out and put in a jail there with a World War II vet because we were handing out flyers uh, for our radio apostolate and handing out books on apologetics when people would come in. And uh, I'll make a short story on this, but they wanted to arrest me. And we just uh, broke out of prison with my World War II veteran because he said, look, I fought for this country. I dare anybody to stop me from walking out of this room. And I walked right behind him and we got out. <laughs> but my point, John Henry, is I've been in the thick of things where a bishop, I've had three of my own bishops in L.A., uh, two of them homosexuals die of AIDS. The other one had, uh, well, at least he had uh, relations with a woman, but he had three kids and he left the priesthood and the bishopry. I was with a bishop one time in the 80s where I recorded him saying that by the year 2000, we're going to have women priests and humani vitae. Oh, yeah, that's a thing of the past. We don't believe we believe in birth control. So when I recorded it, uh, I at the end of the talk, I said, excuse me, Bishop Arzubi, because um, he's gone long. To, he's, he's you know gone to his eternal reward or damnation. I hope he was saved by repenting. But uh, I said, excuse me, if Pope John Paul II was in the room, would you say the same things to to us? No, I said, I didn't think so. So I, tra I, I put transcripts together, sent it to Cardinal Ratzinger through Father Fessio, and he got in a heap of trouble. And I get a call home at my house one night, John Henry, and it was Juan Arzubi. 
And I said, I don't know any Juan Arzubi. Who are you? <laughs> he says, this is the bishop. I said, oh, Bishop Arzubi, nice to hear from you. What can I do for you? He says, well, you got me in a lot of trouble. Hmm. And I said, well, you put yourself in the trouble, Bishop. You, you're, you're, you're not teaching the perennial teachings of the church. And you shouldn't even, I, if, you know, if you can't do that, step down. So anyhow, he had to recant and make a statement that he supported Hermione Vitae and that he supported John Paul II's, uh, you know, the, the re restriction of women being ordained to the priesthood. And these are just little stories. I've had so many stories where people have thrown me out and I've had uh, lawsuits by Cardinal Roger Mahoney. Does that name ring a bell, everybody? Of course. If I saw, if he saw me walking in a room, which he did, he walks the other way. So all I'm trying to say is don't give me this baloney that, oh, things are so bad. They are bad, but that doesn't mean we can't stop fighting and praying because we need foot soldiers right now. We need people to step up and live holy lives and stand up for the truth. Even when a bishop tells you something that you know is not according to the mind of the church, you have to gently, with charity and clarity, call them out and say, like I did today on the radio, I said that Bishop Wilton Gregory was a coward. Okay, I know now. With all due respect to the bishop, he's a coward for not telling Joe Biden he can't receive Holy Communion. Step, put your big boy pants on and do it. Now, I have respect for his office, but I don't have respect for shepherds who are not going to shepherd properly. And now this is the time where, with all due respect, we're calling our shepherds to be faithful shepherds and not compromisers or, you know, people who just want to get funding from the government. And, uh, that's my take. Now you really know what I think, John Henry. <laughs> well, there you go. And just so that everybody knows, it's not far-fetched that a bishop yeah. would call the police on a Catholic. We've seen it many times. Uh, in fact, I was kicked Absolutely. out of the, well, oh, almost arrested out of the Basilica of the National Shrine in D.C. under Cardinal McCarrick, believe it or not. Uh, and they called the cops Let, on me and had the cops throw me out. Um, and of course. all I was doing was standing there. The, the thing yep. is, these things are real. They happen. Uh, they're corrupt uh, bishops, unfortunately, and they, they use the law like most corrupt politicians do. But yeah. one of the things that, um, you know, um, is interesting, you've experienced these absolutely yeah. horrific things from evidently horrific leaders in the church, even going so far mm -hmm. as to have you thrown in jail, but you didn't yep. question the faith. Here you are so many no. years later, you're still practicing faith. You're still preaching the faith. Would it never occur to you to leave or leave the church? No, no, because my relationship is with Jesus Christ and his bride, the church, but it's, I worship Jesus Christ. If you're watching me on, on the uh, video, you see my crucifix, you see Fulton Sheen and the Benedict medal. I don't have, I, I don't consider, uh, for example, when prelates, even the Pope, I respect the office, but when he teaches something that's contrary to the magisterial teachings of the church or the perennial teachings of the church, St. Robert Bellarmine tells us we have to, we, we have to say, no, we're not going to follow that teaching because this is what Christ has given us a teaching, which we call perennial. It cannot change. Even the Pope can't change it. And I like what Bishop Sheen said, John Henry. He said, if I weren't a Catholic, we would be looking for the true church in the world today. I would look for the one church, which did not get along with the world. In other words, I would look for the church which the world hates. Now, for 2,000 years, the world hates the Catholic Church. Now, I'm going to be honest with you, John Henry, this might get bleeded out, but I think there's two churches right now. There's the church that is what we call dissenters, and we call it in theological terms, heterodox church. 
meaning that these people in the church like James Martin, Father James Martin, who gets all the credit for you know going out and preaching what I call uh, heretical teachings on homosexuality. He acknowledges the Bible condemns it, but he doesn't happen to agree with the Bible. And so I, I answer that question all the time when people say, well, why, why, how can these guys get away with it when the good guys get punished? What do you expect? You know, we're going to be punished. Jesus Christ told us that. Bishop Athanasius Snyder, who I have a connection with, where we're, I'm a member of the Opus Angelorum, his spiritual director was my spiritual director. I bet you that blew you away, Henry, uh, John Henry. But yes. So I know I know the order quite well. They're, I've, I've been supporting them for almost 40 years. But uh, here's my point. You can't leave the church because of weak leadership. I Every Thursday night, tonight, we get together. Bishop Athanasius is doing this. It's called the Passio. We're members. Every, we pray Thursday night for priests, bishops, and the Pope. For two hours, we get on our knees and pray before our Eucharistic King, pr prayers, rosary, stations of the cross, and we pray for our leaders in the church. So when people say, you're being critical of the Pope or the bishops, yeah, um, I'm being critical when they don't teach something that's with the perennial teachings of the church, but I also pray for them to be good leaders in the church and good shepherds. So when you say, well, you know, why don't you leave the church? They treated you so poorly because I don't see that affecting my relationship with Jesus Christ that, you know what, make the daily holy hour. We have a Catholic church behind us here at our facility. And John Henry Weston, I don't mean to be bold about it, but when California closed all the churches with you know last year, we didn't close our church. We we got people going to confession. They drove 300 miles to go to confession at our chapel because I got priests to come and hear confessions when the archbishop of our diocese said, no confessions. We got people to pray before the Blessed Sacrament where they were crying when they came into the church because they had been six months before they had been in a, in a Catholic church and they were used to going to daily mass. So we get convalidated marriages here. We, uh, we, we do all kinds of work. So I, I look at it this way. This is an opportunity for us to serve even more when our leaders in the church have dropped the ball. We got to pick it up. That's, how, that's my approach. Absolutely. And finally, Terry, let me ask you, you know, uh, a lot of people think, oh, wow, he's very or confrontational with, uh, you know, the, the bishops and things. He must really hate them. Um, what oh, would you I, answer them to that on that? I would quote St. Thomas saying that he's, yeah, how do you love someone? You will, the, you will the good for them. I pray for them weekly, daily, a Eucharistic adoration, but I will not uh, agree when a bishop is not like Bishop Strickland. He says it every week on the on the Virgin Most Powerful Radio, and, and you guys carry the show for us, and I thank you for that. Every week we talk about, like this week, we're going to be talking about a bishop in Germany who Bishop Strickland calls him out. Now, Bishop Strickland is calling one of his brother priests not because he hates him, because he loves him. Bishop uh, uh, Father Bill Casey used to say the worst thing you uh, the worst thing you can do for someone is let them wallow in their sin. So you can you you show them their sin and you show them how they come back to the faith. That's how you love someone. And even a bishop, which like I said, I've had a couple of my own local bishops, you know, become homosexuals and, and double lives. And I would still call them out to become holy. And I had a, my own bishop who I exchanged cards for Christmas because one of the things I find is that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Even my liberal bishops are friends with me. Because you know what? They respect what I do. 
because I don't do it out of, out of hate. I do it out of love. And if I didn't love somebody, I wouldn't share the truth with them. So that's why I'm passionate about it because I really do care. I want to get as many souls to heaven as possible, starting with my wife and family. Awesome. 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 That is so great, Terry. Thank you so much for being with us on this episode of the John Henry Weston Show. Everybody can still connect with you, of course, on our Rumble channel where we air your hosted Bishop Strickland Thank show. You. Also, where else can they reach you? Well, they can reach us at virginmostpowerfulradio.org. Can I make one more comment about a Holy Father that I think Please. will blow people away? Okay, on February yeah. 20th, 1949, Pope Pius XII addressed a series of questions to an enormous crowd gathered at St. Peter's Square. John Henry, think about it. You've been to St. Peter's Square many times, hundreds of thousands of people there. And the Holy Father says, do you want a church that remains silent when she should speak? And the people yelled back, no, hundreds of thousands of them. And, and do you want a church that diminishes the law of God where she's called to proclaim it loudly? No, it goes on and on. I was so inspired when I read this in a book. So I put a little YouTube or not. Yes, yeah, not you. We're getting kicked off YouTube also. So um, we'll be with you. But um, the point of it is, this is what we need today. We need a church that will not compromise because this is the key right now to bringing back evangelization is, is what I consider the traditional Orthodox teachings of the Catholic faith. That's what's going to bring people back. And that's why I endorse LifeSite News because, brother, LifeSite News for 20-some years has been giving us uh, inspirational articles, even the articles that are bad. It gives us an opportunity that are negative to pray for their conversions. So I just want to leave you on this note that 100% I support LifeSite News and what they're doing. And they're willing to stand up when many people aren't willing to stand up for the faith. And I may God bless you and your ministry. And if there's anything Virgin Most Powerful Radio can do for LifeSite News, I'll say it publicly live. The answer is yes. Read my lips. John Henry Weston, thanks for allowing me to come and share the gospel with people. Thank you, Terry. May God bless you. And God, God bless, bless all of you. And we'll see you next time. Hi, this is John Henry Weston, the co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSite News. I'm coming to you today because we want to be sure that we are communicating clearly with you, our loyal followers. Things are really heating up, as I'm sure you can see. Christians, conservative truth-tellers are being targeted, are being banned from social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at an alarmingly fast rate. They are attempting to suppress any narrative that does not fit that of the mainstream media. We knew this day would come. We have been warning everyone who would listen and attempting to build up alternative platforms to continue to reach you. We have established ourselves on all sorts of platforms I'm going to explain in a minute, but the most important thing to do is come direct to LifeSiteNews.com because there we will always be. But we've also established ourselves on platforms like Parler and MeWe, and our videos can be found on Rumble as well. We would love to see each of you on those platforms too, as they are not censoring or suppressing the truth that we are sharing every single day. More than these alternative social media platforms, we highly encourage you to subscribe to our email newsletter. We have really built up a large list of loyal readers on our email marketing platform, and we have prepared several backup plans for, well, I want to say if, but it's really when 
we are removed from our current platform as well. Additionally, I really encourage you, as I said before, to make it a regular habit to go directly to lifesitenews.com. Make it your homepage. While all of these different platforms are an excellent way to curate your news, going directly to our website means that you will never encounter any censorship or sudden loss of LifeSite News reporting. Here's the thing. We will never stop sharing the truth. We founded this organization with the mission to be the life, family, and culture source for men and women who seek to know the truth. We have established a track record of honest reports, and this will never stop, even with censorship happening around the globe. Again, I'm encouraging you to join us on Parlor, MeWe, Rumble, and on our email list. You can find all the direct links in the description of this video. May God bless you and keep you, and we are so thankful that you've chosen to follow and support LifeSite News. I'm John Henry Weston, co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSite News.